Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Ducks Watch Together. I'm Josh. I'm Kylie. And on today's episode, minisode, we talk about Inception. Hey, everybody! Um, we're here to talk about uh, the best of the decade films. Uh, we are one, two, three, four. This is our fifth episode. Fifth of twelve. Best of the decade. Uh, we start with the master. So if you want to kind of hear how this list came together and all its wonderful glory, uh, you can go listen to that episode. The beginning of that episode. There. We're here t- today to talk about the number eight film on our top ten, on our top best of the one 2010s list. Sorry, my mouth did not work on the sentence there. Number eight is Inception. Christopher Nolan's 2010 blockbuster film. I will say this. The reason Inception is here is because I included the IMDb poll and it is number one. So this is your fault. Yep. So sorry. I mean, it's IMDb's fault, really. This is all here. It makes other lists, but it never makes it as high as it does on that one. Josh! Hotel Transylvania 3 could (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you didn't put it on your list 20 times, Kylie. <laughs> Had you put it on your list 20 times. Gosh, we have to be here for this movie. Alright, everyone, let's talk about this movie. The first time I watched it, I was blown away. It was great. I was in 10th grade. Now I'm 25, and I'm a little less intrigued by everything that's happening. You can't mind explain me everything. Ugh, there's so much gobbledygook, block, talk, 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 talk. I like Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hardy's solid. Oh, I like Ken Watanabe. Also good. Um, Jogo Lev? Okay. Okay. Did not hate Jogo Lev. I mean, do you ever? I... I've, I've had a weirdly come complex relationship with this film that is not all that complex. I, every time I sit down to talk about this movie, I don't enjoy that experience. But actually sitting down to watch the movie, it's a good time. I never have thought that this movie is as intricate or complex or thoughtful as other people would like to say that it is. As other Nolan films. Yes. I would even say as other Nolan films. Um, even something like an Interstellar, which I think is a worse film than Inception, like it's not as fun to watch, has more to say, and is trying to deal with questions in a more thoughtful way. Inception is nothing more than, not that this is a bad thing, because even in 2010, a original idea blockbuster that is not based on a pre-existing property is a win. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it does well is an even bigger win. So I like some things about Inception. Um, and I, I appreciate that watching the movie, it just feels like a good time blockbuster. You know, there's nothing, like, there's nothing that, there are definitely some long talky dialogue scenes that I don't really care about, and I know it's all exposition, and it's how the world works, but basically... Mind-splaining. Mind-splaining, yes. 
Uh, basically, all, all I personally need was like, yeah, you know, it's a dream within a dream within a dream, and you can use dream logic, and time changes. I think it looks nice. It looks great. I think Christopher Nolan... We don't give him... I mean, maybe we do. Society doesn't give enough credit for practical effects. And yeah. Doing th- and making, like, Jason... Jason George, what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like, have to run through a turning... <laughs> hallway we don't give him enough credit for that um i really like that practical effect um it's it's like it looks real real yeah and there's two of them which i kind of forgot because my brain only remembered the hallway one and the hotel one also rolls um and that one that one just seems more that one seems more dangerous because there's like a fall in it, and I think they have to fall from one side of the set to the other. Mm-hmm. Stunts. Um, the actual uh, plot of this movie is somewhat something about. There's an old guy, and we need to plant an idea in his brain so that he does something. There's a young guy that we need to plant an idea in his brain so that he does oh, something. Oh, but it's like in the. It's Killian Murphy. It is Killian Murphy. But like when we get to the end of it, we see like his father on his deathbed, and no. that's that's what we have to plant in his head. His father, who is Pete Postlethwaite. I don't know what that means. Anyways, so is he's that a Harry Potter actor. character? No, he's just a British. He's an old timey British actor. Who's pretty close? Uh, this is his last film. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um. Oh. The thing that I dislike the most about this movie is Marianne Cotillard's character uh-huh. and everything in this. Because as you're watching it, it does so yeah, 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 Leo. Leo's doing fine. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio's character has is like haunted by the memory of his wife who could infiltrate the dreams at any given time. Right. And ruin everything. Because in his, because his brain wants him to fail or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yes. I, I think. Okay, <laughs> I think it's that. So you go too far down into the dream world. You go into your own self-conscious. And you go into your own self-conscious, which is where she's trapped. Mm-hmm. And she wants to keep him there. Yeah, she wants yes. to sabotage him. Yes. No, no, you're not wrong. DiCaprio wants to sabotage his own thing because he just wants to be with his wife. So he doesn't want to be in the real world. He wants to be in his own dream. Yes. And by that logic, you don't go on this mission. <laughs> no, apparently that's why you bring in Ellen Page. Because I can't create the map. I can't be the architecture. I can't know what it is. Josh, this coffee cup is my totem, and only I know how much my totem weighs. You can't touch it, though, because then I won't... What if you take a drink? Well, well, I still know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's when you start to pull up the, even the character motivations of this film, and you're like, whoo, this is, uh, to quote our friends, uh, Griffin and David, this is sweaty. This is a real sweaty film. It's a very sweaty film. Um, I actually think all, I think that, I think that the performers are doing a pretty darn good job. I agree with that sentence. And as a whole, it's fun to watch them all interact with each other. They're pretty cool together. It's a fun time. But then once we get into the talky talks, I'm just like, shh. 
So I think that to to maybe start to a little bit answer the question of why does this film make the top tens or why does this film make the best of the twenty tens? I think it's intellectualism for people who don't usually want to interact intellectually with films. And I'm really not trying to say that in a backhanded way. But what I'm saying is, is that it's actually like, this is also going to sound backhanded and mean, but I, I'm really trying to not be. Okay. It's like if you were trying to introduce a teenager to the idea that like film can do more than just tell you a story. This is film 101. It kind of is. And it is that area where you get to sit this and be like, look at this and be like, great, what did you think he was trying to say with this film? And the signposts are all pretty clear. They're all there. You can look at them, you can analyze them, and you can then get to the final question of, uh, was the top gonna fall or not? It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. It has the same answer as in Bruges. It doesn't no. matter if he... It doesn't matter if he lives or dies. It doesn't matter if he's in the real world or not. He's found happiness or he's found his release or whatever. Yes. Like, yeah. It's not about did he make it out and is the real world like, fixed. It's is Leonardo DiCaprio's character happy. Yeah. Which I like. I like that that's the final conclusion of this movie. Mm -hmm. um, I do also think that if you are really literally caught up on does the top fall or not, the film also answers that question for you pretty easily. Yes. Yes, the top falls. Sorry, spoilers for Inception. Um, but yes, uh, it gives you all of those answers as well. So that's what I think is useful about this this film. The only reason why it matters if the top falls or not is if you care about the children in the yes. story. Yes, but I mean they're not really part of this story. You don't. If you very intentionally don't see their faces until the very end of the film, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which puts that distance from you, but also serves its purpose in the film. Okay. Um, that Leonardo also has to keep his distance from the image of his children and the memory because Marion Cotillard is there to was fake. I think if this film hadn't been held up as like the next great coming of intellectual blockbuster cinema I think I would enjoy it more and that is a cultural context hurting the film I remember watching it in theaters and just being yeah like really excited and on board with it but I was never like the greatest movie ever made no, it's you know. so on the nose. Ellen Page's yeah. character's name is the lady who gives the guy the string so he can get through the maze or whatever to fight the Minotaur, right? What? Josh. <laughs> what? Josh. Josh. I don't know what part of that doesn't make any sense. Uh, Ellen Page's character name is Adrian. Aridane. Aridane. A uh, A R I A D N E. Yeah, Aridane. Aridane. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I, I I it does sound mythological and I bet you are a million percent right. All right. Aridane was a Cretan princess in Greek mythology. She is mostly associated with mazes and labyrinths because of her involvement in the myths of the Minotaur and Theseus. Yeah. Theseus I'm with you. I, he gives, she gives him like a string so he can get through the maze. Casting of this movie. <laughs> I'm with you. You're right. I'm. You're like I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I just, 
Cool, cool beats, yeah. That's all the <laughs> Kylie's right. We all know. Kylie's Josh, right I often. don't know anything. Kylie's right often. Not about Greek mythology. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, can I tell you, I didn't know the story of Icarus until, uh, like, a year ago? Yeah, the documentary, Icarus. No! <laughs> he flew too close to the sun. No, I actually read the story. Oh, okay. It was at my work. Oh, okay. I had to read the story, and I was like, oh, that's not... <laughs> I read a lot of Greek mythology and... I apparently you don't know about this minute. I don't. I don't know about this one. Um, yeah. Uh, the casting of this movie. I think when you look at who is in this movie, you've got DiCaprio, Just Gwen Lovett, Ellen Page, Tom Hardy, Ken Watanabe, Killian Murphy, Marion Cotillard, Michael Caine, um, and... who he pretty much works with again, except for Ellen Page. Yes. This movie, this cast seems, it's very much of its time, and yet I would have thought in 2010, and I would assume the studio also did that, like, everyone in this in this movie is going to go on to have themselves a decade. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to be breaking stars here, we're going to be making stars, like, this cast is going to look back at things. And not that none of these people are that well known, but... Nobody outside of Tom Hardy... I mean, Leo was already a thing, so I'm kind of putting Leo aside. Leo had his decade-long quest to get his Oscar. That's what he was trying to do. He's, um, he spent about half of this year working, and then half of this year, or half of this decade not working. Yeah. So, um, it evens out. Yeah. Tom Hardy's the one that maybe broke from this movie, and I think that as you said, like like Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy is the thing that pops out of this movie. His character is engaging every time it's on screen. He's just he's just a joy to watch. He also plays well off of every single person in this cast, and it makes sense that's that's why he popped. Joko Lev had a moment. Ellen Page. This was probably the end of her moment. Uh, Killian Murphy, I don't think, ever broke out of being character actor. Whoa, Peaky Blinders! Peaky Blinders! Marion Cotillard, this is probably the end of her moment, but she probably just more so, like, seems to make choices to go back to indie film and things along those lines. And then Michael Caine, just, you know, Michael Caine hangs around, but Michael Caine was, again, already a thing. Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger, yeah! Yeah. The guy from Major League. Yeah. Yeah. Real Tom Berenger dad. Yeah. I don't have much about Tom Berenger. <laughs> He's just here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom Hardy is the person whose career flourishes while everyone else's career either stays on its continuing trajectory or it dies. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I, it's interesting that this movie has such a really big legacy, but the cast itself does not. You know. Have we talked about the sad story of Ellen Page before on podcast? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the what she's been offered as a working yes. actress now. Yeah. 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 I've talked about it. Okay. I thought so, but I just I didn't I didn't want to miss the opportunity if we if we could because like Ellen Page is somebody who deserves a lot more than what she's gotten in her career. Mm-hmm. She's actually even really good in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Um. Don't hate Inception, but also don't necessarily understand all the love for the movie, I guess. Well, Josh, it's a metaphor for making a movie. It is. 
You're not wrong. That that is exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that a, that is a very like baseline. Like I understand how a metaphor works. But that is more intriguing to me <laughs> than like. Oh, it's a dream within a dream, and is the top spinning? Like I don't care, man. Tom Hardy is the actor. Yeah. There you go. Well, okay, let's let's go through. I want to, I because I struggle with who everyone is. Let's see if I can do it. Okay. Ken Watanabe is a producer. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Okay, I got the actor. Tom Hardy, yes. Is Leo the director? Yes. Okay. So now I just need Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ellen Page. One of them has to be the writer. Correct. So probably Ellen Page. Ellen Page is the writer. What's Joseph Gordon-Levitt? He's like the, the AD. The like he's he's like the assistant. He's like cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could be the cinematographer. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What is his job on the team? <laughs> Guy in room. <laughs> oh, here's what Wikipedia says. It's oh, it's beautiful. Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. No, this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt saying, but he says that he is Arthur. Arthur is the producer to Cobb's art. <laughs> so he thinks he's a producer. Oh, so he's the producer, <laughs> and then Watanabe is the executive Exec producer. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. All right. And then, what is Murphy the audience then? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. The studio head who we have to fool? <laughs> Killian Murphy is Bob Iger. What's yes. Yusef? I don't remember who Yusef is. Well, okay, so Yusef is at the very base. So there's like, there's three dreams within a dream. Uh-huh. He's driving the car. Oh. In the first level. Oh, he's the production he's assistant. He's the driver. <laughs> he's the driver. He's, he, he's the guy that gets coffee. Oh. <laughs> oh, that is a very important person on assistant set. Miss <laughs> Ellen Page. That is a very important person on the set. I know. Josh. Okay, you know what? You know what he is. But when we only have two actors of color, you know what he is. He's the best boy. <laughs> He's the grip. <laughs> he held that no, no. steering wheel firm. He's the key grip. <laughs> Alright, well, I... Okay, what a metaphor. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, let's play my game first. Okay. What actors have won Oscars, or how many of them? Have won an Oscar? Have won an Oscar. At the point of this release, or after? We've just been doing it till today, because we counted Rami Malek. Okay, so Leo. Mm-hmm. Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. You have one more. No. Does Ken have one? Ken Watanabe does not. But you name two people that do have nominations. There are lots of nominations throughout this cast. Is it that guy that I asked was a Harry Potter character? <laughs> it's not Pete Postlewaite, but he also has <laughs> a nomination. Killian doesn't. An actor, right? Oh, it's Marion Cotillard. Marion Cotillard. There you go. Yeah. Three. Three. There you go. You want to play my game? Yeah, I do. Josh, how many Oscars was this nominated for? I'm going to say ten. Eight. Oh, okay. So are we also doing the ones that it won? Maybe we should just, like, tell me the ones that it won. Okay. Since the game was what did it lose. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Sorry, I gotta get to Or the game is what beat it. Okay. So, Inception won four Oscars. It won the most Oscars of a movie tied with another thing. So it wins Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, Best Cinematography, and Best Visual Effects. Okay. So it's got four other nominations. Yes. And we are in the year of 2010. Yes. So picture, and it loses to the King's Speech. Yes. Director, and it loses to Tom Hooper. False. Director, and it loses to 2010. This is 2010. Um, so it's Hooper. False. For King's Speech? He's not in director. Oh. Christopher Nolan was not direct, oh. was not nominated well, for You did director. not clarify what was false. Sorry. Just your <laughs> statement. <laughs> okay, so Nolan is not nominated Nolan's for director. Nolan's first nomination, isn't okay. it? Isn't it? The, it must be Dunkirk. The at Dunkirk this point. one? Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, so I've got three left. Yes. Um, none of them are acting. Is that a question or a That's statement? That's a question. <laughs> okay. Yes, none of them are acting. Okay. So that means it lost original screenplay. Yes. Okay. Uh, 2010's original screen. The Social Network? No. That's an adapted screenplay, Josh. Oh, it is based on a book. Okay. Um, King's Speech is also based on a book. Um... I mean, need some hints as to what was nominated. It's the King's Speech. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's not based on a book. Oh, okay. Just assume. <laughs> so sorry. King's Speech. All right. Oh, if only the King's Speech hadn't been there. Okay. Um, editing. No. Oh, not editing. Um, costumes? No. I already said the sound categories. We've got. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's also not hair and makeup. No. It's not acting. No. It's not directing. It's not picture. No. It's not hair, and makeup. Well, costume. yes, it was nominated or, for best picture. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not hair, and makeup, costume. We already have cinematography. We already have the two sound categories. Production design, art direction. Yes. Okay. It lost to Alice in Wonderland. Uh, I was going to get there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no worries. Oh, I forgot what game we were playing. <laughs> no worries. Okay. I um, won't ruin this last one. If I can think of the last category. Time is important in this last one. Time is important? Yes. I already said editing. Um, time is important. Only, tr only true fans will know what I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> oh, runtime. Yes, <laughs> best runtime. Time is important. Well, I'm missing a category that's really probably pretty obvious, and I'm sad about it. Bomb. Oh, score, score. <laughs> There's music in movies. Uh, Hans Zimmer and his bombs. One of the oh, like one of the. Reoccurring themes throughout this movie is a song called Time. Uh huh. And so I know that because it's on my Spotify movie scores that I like playlists. Nice. Wow. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, I don't I don't even know the nominees. One of them is obvious. The King's Speech. The okay, Social yes. Network. Yes. Uh, the King's Speech, The Social Network, Inception, and two more. Mm. Yes. Okay. One of them is a animated film. Toy Story 3. No. Uh, oh, there are others. Don't go about a cowboy. Yeah, Toy Story 3? Andy Newman? Um, It is a movie that Silvana loves. Ratatouille? No. She does love that movie, though. She does. I was like, that's not the right year, though. Uh, 2010 movie Silvana loves. Um... I've compared one of the films in the series to a Pokemon episode called Bye Bye Butterfree. How to Train Your Dragon 1? Yes. For score? Yeah. Shoot dang! Good job, How to Train Your Dragon! <laughs> um, this last one I have never, this film I have not seen. It looks boring. <laughs> It's by someone who I just always wanted to be one of your guys, but he just continues to make bad movies. 127 hours. Yeah. I like 127 hours. It just, like, looks... I don't know. I guess I don't... Does it reflect on his life? Yes. Oh, okay, maybe it's... it's... not just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. I think I compared to Arctic. In Arctic, we don't reflect on our lives. We're just going <laughs> no. forward. Fair. Uh, does the social network win score? Yes. Okay, great. There we go. All right. That was one that I knew the social network score before I saw the movie. It's a good of score of a big deal. Yeah. Was. All right. Um. Hey everybody, if you want to join. Oh, sorry. Any final thoughts on Inception? Great. Hey everybody, if you want to join this conversation, and why wouldn't you? Guys, if you want Christopher Nolan to win an Oscar, I think we all just need to be patient. For when he comes out with Tenant with Robert Pattinson, Batman himself. Yeah, who's not even credited. It's John David Washington's only credit. Robert Pattinson's here. No, I know, but in the trailer, it's just like, John David Washington is here. Oh, good, as it should be. All um, I have seen is one cast photo of Robert Pattinson. You know who else is in there? Who? Elizabeth Debicki. Love it. I'm on board. <sighs> Aaron Taylor Johnson, your favorite. My absolute favorite. Michael Caine. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kenneth. 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 Yeah. He's back. He was like, I enjoyed the Dunkirk. What can we do next? Oh, yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. British person was in that. We even got One Direction. Yeah, there you go. Um, Did we answer why? Did we say why this is in this list? I think we did. Rose. No, I mean, yes. And also, like, it's it, it, it made a big, huge cultural impact. I think it, it introduced Nolan in a much... In that Nolan could be more than just the Batman guy. Because I think for in some ways he was just the Batman guy who then made weird artsy films. Also. The Prestige. Interstellar. Mm. Well, you know. The magic one. Yes. Uh, his decade is Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, and Dunkirk. I'm going to say the word pretty good year. Or decade. I agree. I'm going to clarify all were either commercially successful, critically successful, or both. Yes. And Christopher Nolan's a pretty wide name. 
And he's probably one of the the newest people in the studio system to just have carte blanche to do whatever he wants. And I say, let's let him do whatever he wants. Yep. There you go. That's why Tenant. Hold on. I mean, it looks It, looks it does. It looks interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we have seen... <laughs> We're like, it looks interesting. John David Washington is looking at a glass. We're on board. There is some running. <laughs> wait, rope out wait, there. Wait, I haven't seen running yet. Oh, there's the second trailer. <laughs> All right. Uh, I need Kylie to do the outro because I'm going to use the restroom. All right, everyone. If you would like to get a hold of us, you can use a friend of a friend podcast. Squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at DWT underscore podcast. Tumblr. YouTube. Letterbox at Darby ACT. I go, sure. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Kylie. Quack, quack, 